If you're looking for proven ways to take your fundraising results to the next level, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Intentional Fundraiser Podcast, hosted by Tammy Zonker. Tammy has trained and led thousands of nonprofit organizations to collectively raise more than a half billion dollars and is also recognized as one of America's top 20 fundraising experts. This is the podcast where Tammy equips and empowers amazing fundraising pros like you to transform your fundraising so you can transform the world. And now, let's hear from Tammy. Hello, Intentional Fundraisers, and welcome to the Intentional Fundraiser podcast. One week ago today, the Fundraising Transform team hosted Transform 23, our first annual virtual fundraising summit. And it was phenomenal. Not flawless, but phenomenal. And my heart is still so very full. So today I want to unpack that experience for you for a number of reasons. We'll start the show in just a moment after a word from our sponsor. Support for this show is brought to you by our friends at Bloomerang. Bloomerang offers donor management and online fundraising software that helps small to medium nonprofits, just like First Tee of Greater Akron, a nonprofit that empowers kids and teens through the game of golf. After just one year with Bloomerang, First Tee of Greater Akron doubled their unique donors improved donor stewardship, and raised more funds. Keep listening to hear how they did it or visit bloomerang.com forward slash intentional to learn more. Again, that's bloomerang.com forward slash intentional. First, there were 10 incredible speakers sharing exceptional research, insights, and innovations. And I want to share a few of the highlights with you and let you know where you can go to get free access to the collection of recordings from Transform 23. Many of you stayed for the marathon of a day starting at 9 a.m. and ending around 8.15 p.m. Eastern. Some of you would come and go based on your affinity for the speaker and interest in the topic. Some of you attended as you were able based on your schedule. And some of you just could not attend. Your schedule wouldn't allow you to participate, or the time zone didn't work for you, or you simply couldn't get registered. We only had a thousand spots available. In fact, so many people reached out after we reached our maximum of a thousand attendees asking, Can you please get me in? And so as a result, we expanded registration to 1,400. Secondly, I want to unpack Transform 23 to give you a glimpse behind the scenes. Just like you with your fundraising events, so often there are unexpected bumps along the way that your guests would never be aware of. And you rose to the occasion in the face of those unexpected bumps or challenges. I want to pull back the curtain and tell you about those unexpected challenges and how they were eventually resolved by surrounding ourselves with a great community our collective tenacity of our team, and frankly, a lot of grace. And you know what I'm talking about. It happens to all of us, and it's completely survivable. Belief in your ability to figure things out is key. 
And lastly, I have a lot of people to thank and some additional free resources for you from our incredible speakers and sponsors. We began the day with Dr. Adrian Sargent, co-founder of the Institute for Sustainable Philanthropy. His topic, Relationship Fundraising 3.0, The Philanthropic Psychology Way. Adrian provided context for relationship fundraising. He talked about how in the 1980s, amazing Ken Burnett wrote the landmark book, Relationship Fundraising. His message, how we build relationships in life can be applied to fundraising. Caring about people, being grateful, saying thank you, simple things like that. In the early 2000s, Relationship Fundraising 2.0 emerged, influenced by the commercial world. We focused on measuring satisfaction, cultivating commitment and trust. We learned that people who reported feeling very satisfied versus just satisfied were two times more likely to give. Problem was, it was still very transactional in nature. The new approach coming out of the Institute for Sustainable Philanthropy Relationship 3.0 is rooted in identity, well-being, and love. And they go as far from a psychological perspective to identify or break down the kinds of identity, moral identity, relational identity, organizational identity, social identity, and societal identity. And it's not how we observe or experience our donor's identity, but how they define their own identity. He encourages us to ask the donor or probable donor, what are the top five words you use to describe yourself or describe yourself as a supporter? And then tailoring communication to these identity descriptors. That alone can cause a huge increase in giving. But even more powerful than identity is when identity is coupled with the science of well-being, what makes people feel good. He makes a case that fundraisers need to care about well-being, and he distinguishes the elements of well-being as connectedness, we feel good when we are connected to those we love and those that we care about, autonomy, feeling as though we had a hand in something, and competence, feeling good about doing stuff, feeling competent. And Adrian makes the case, backed by controlled testing, that identity plus well-being together can double giving. In fact, I'll quote him, putting identity words with words of connection can double giving. He says, of course, test against a control and know that it will take time to get the words right, but it's worth it. And the last question he asked us in his session, are you talking enough about love? So many fundraising campaigns end up talking about money. And he encourages us to show what love does, how love makes a difference. And again, just emphasizing love can double giving. Love can double impact. He also shared that their next research project at the Institute for Sustainable Philanthropy will be on love and the impact love has on philanthropy. Now, these are the cliff notes from his session. Of course, the Institute for Sustainable Philanthropy is so incredibly generous with their research and their white papers, and they offer some amazing online certification programs that we'll include a link to in the show notes for those who want to take a deeper dive into their work. Next up at Transform 23 was Dr. Jen Sheng, the world's only philanthropic psychologist and co-founder of the Institute for Sustainable Philanthropy. 
a back-to-back dynamic duo between Adrian and Jen. And Jen spoke about meaningful philanthropy based on their most recent research on high net worth and ultra-high net worth individuals. The study aimed to review philanthropy through the eyes of high net worth donors. And I think, if I recall correctly, it was donors with assets of $20 million or more. How did they define meaningful philanthropy through their own lived experience as high net worth supporters? And their research revealed that the success of a philanthropist is never defined by how much money or even the percentage of their wealth that they give. It's almost always defined by meeting goals that are meaningful for the communities they care about. So it's so not about the money, how much they give, the percentage of their wealth. It's about impact in communities that they care about, right? So at its root, meaningful philanthropy is based on a desire to be morally good, to be a good person, a kind, caring person, whether through preference, like I choose to be good and moral, or through moral convictions, like God calls me to be good and moral. These were some of the lessons and the distinctions that Jen shared with us. So in other words, people are meaning-making machines. How can we create opportunities as fundraisers, as nonprofit professionals? How can we create opportunities for supporters to make meaning or seed identity through their engagement with us? Whether that be giving, volunteering, sharing their expertise or influence, or in most cases, all of the above. Jen gave us a few examples. A nature person who connects with the community through nature. Identity seeding, switching from being just a nature person to a member of a community that loves nature and is working to preserve land forever. Or maybe someone who had plenty of food as a child, realizing that many don't have sufficient food or access to healthy foods. So from an identity seeding perspective, they choose to help their community eliminate or significantly reduce hunger for people so they can have good health and have a life where they thrive. Another example, some had an experience that is deep and relatable. So from an identity seeding perspective, Connection is that moment, connecting their deep and relatable experience to those that they're aiming or that you're aiming to have an impact with. So I needed a mentor growing up. Now I help connect youth to mentors. I was abused as a child. Now I help children heal from the trauma of abuse, right? So identity seeding as a means to meaningful philanthropy for the donor. So identity seeding happened at the very core of how we define ourselves. People want to know that what they do matters and that their life matters. Jen's session was amazing, so insightful. The chat was so full of love for Jen, and there were amazing questions and incredible aha moments that people were just throwing in the chat. This brief description does not do Jen's session justice, but hopefully it's intrigued you enough to learn more. The executive summary of this study is available on the Institute for Sustainable Philanthropy's website. Go there, download it, read it, apply the insights and findings to your own donor discovery and engagement practices. 
Next up was Una Osili, presenting the Factors Shaping Philanthropy Now. She's the Chair of Philanthropy and Economics and Associate Dean for Research and International Programs at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. She also serves as Dean's Fellow for the Mays Family Institute on Diverse Philanthropy. She's so accomplished, I could go on and on about her professional accomplishments and achievements. But I want to just kind of recap what she shared with us in her session. Her full presentation is available on demand inside our Fundraising Transformer online community. And we'll include links in the show notes for you to go join that free community and get access to some of those recordings. She affirmed that even through the pandemic, individuals remain the single largest source of giving. So focusing on relationship building with individuals is key to your nonprofit sustainability. She shared that religious organizations still receive the largest slice of philanthropic pie. I think it's about 27% of all giving in the U.S., but it's on a downward trend. It's shrinking year over year, while other causes are expanding their slice of the charitable giving pie, like social justice, human services, and education. And certainly community foundations are increasing their percentage of contributions, too, largely thanks to the popularity and the incentives associated with donor-advised funds. She illuminated that we as a sector are facing some pretty significant concerns. American households have dropped in generosity. There are fewer households or donors giving. Our donor pool is shrinking. And some would say we are approaching a generosity crisis. There is a decline in trust of organizations making transparency and accountability vitally important, in fact, more important than ever. And she shared data on why donors give. They give to help meet basic needs, and we certainly saw that through the pandemic. They give with causes that they identify with. They give to fulfill a desire to make a difference. They give to support social responsibility. Again, a nod to seeding identity, like Jen Shane talked about. And they give to contribute back to the community, right? To pay it forward, to give back, to make an impact in the community. Now, based on current research, if we as nonprofit leaders and fundraisers are to attract and retain donor support, we must then share the impact of contributions. Many donors want to give to the place with the biggest impact. So I asked, like, do you convey your organization's unique value proposition in the community ecosystem? Do you talk about your big, bold vision and how you are uniquely positioned to impact that community in that area through your theory of change, through the services you provide, through the work that you do? thanks to generous supporters and others in the community. We have to keep our donors informed about what's being accomplished, what barriers we're facing, what are we learning, what do we need more of to make an impact to solve this problem, what are our wins and our losses, and even what are our mistakes. Una makes a point that this kind of transparency with our communities builds trust. When we don't make any mistakes, when there aren't needs, why should anyone help us? Why should anyone believe us that we're just perfect, right? Because no one's perfect. No organization's perfect. And so many of our supporters 
are business leaders. They are leading communities, whether it's in the business world or in other nonprofit social sector worlds or even through their community service. They're leaders and they get every organization makes mistakes. Every organization faces barriers. And if you aren't talking about them, then you're not being fully transparent. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. First T of Greater Accra needed to switch from an outdated donor management system to something more user-friendly. With Bloomerang, they found that and more. Here's Executive Director Josh Smith sharing what he likes about Bloomerang. We love Bloomerang because it's so, like, it's very user-friendly. We're able to do more because our daily tasks of thanking donors and sending thank you notes have been cut more than half because of Bloomerang. Year over year, we have raised more funds, so obviously I think Bloomerang's been a huge part of that. By investing in a donor management system that they actually love using, First Tee of Greater Akron was able to raise more funds and continue creating lasting change in their community. To listen to the full interview with First Tee of Greater Akron, visit bloomerang.com forward slash intentional or click the link in the show notes. Una also makes the point that we must strategically and effectively use technology to engage our supporters. And by supporters, donors, volunteers, advocates, staff, alumni, all of our constituents, right, to grow our diverse pool of supporters. And she goes on to encourage us to expand our definition of philanthropy to include time, talent, and treasure, and beyond, to explore new vehicles for giving whether those are donor-advised funds or crypto philanthropy or giving circles and communities, and to be open to emerging ways of giving. Too often, we as nonprofit organizations, we silo annual fund and grants and major gifts and volunteerism. Like, pick the category, we build silos. But for our donors, for our supporters, our constituents, they often are not separate. For our donors, the unique combination of ways they choose to engage and support is their philanthropy. And so more collaboration, more congruence amongst those variable points of engagement is key. And she goes on to encourage us to expand our engagement of diverse supporters. Generosity knows no race or ethnicity. High net worth giving is very diverse. And we need to embrace that diversity and create a space of belonging. She shared such good stuff. You must watch her session and get all the incredible insights directly from her. Beyond Adrian and Jen and Una, we carefully curated expert speakers with a broad range of innovative topics. Alex Wilson, co-founder of The Giving Block, spoke about crypto philanthropy. He takes a somewhat intimidating topic and helps us understand the enormous opportunity it presents, particularly with a younger tech-savvy demographic. And aren't we all talking about how we need younger donors, up-and-coming philanthropists? And even more, he provides some resources to help us prepare for this emerging giving channel. Ethan Butte spoke about human-centered communication in a digital world. He also shared a link generously to download a digital copy of his book, Human-Centered Communication, for free, as well as a link 
for nonprofit organizations to set up a free BombBomb video messaging account. Go to the community to get those links. I'll tell you, we use BombBomb here at Fundraising Transformed, and we love it. Calliope Glaros spoke about ethical storytelling. As we learn more about the value of diversity, inclusion, equity, and accessibility, we have an obligation to tell more ethical and equitable stories, not to fall into the trap of reinforcing stereotypes about those who participate in our programs. We have an obligation to honor the journey and the dignity of those students, those patients, those program participants, our seniors, our youth, our clients. Calliope does a brilliant job of schooling us in the distinction between exploitive and ethical storytelling. And as Dr. Maya Angelou said, when we know better, we do better. And now, my friends, it's time to do better. We can all take it to the next level to be more equitable, inclusive, and ethical in our storytelling. My good friend Sherian Koshi spoke about behavioral science and the unexpected factors influencing your donors. Cherian is brilliant and funny and really brings behavioral science to life in his session. And he even threw in a pretty mind-blowing card trick to demonstrate how behavioral science works. So go check out his recording in the community and soak up all of his brilliance and get a few laughs as well. Rachel Michelle and Doug Hunter from Arjuna Solutions spoke about behavioral science and artificial intelligence. Two super smart people who make a heady topic like AI digestible. Innovative tools like theirs that will help us get to that next, next level of meaningful donor engagement and fundraising success. Crystal Cherry, she spoke about recruiting diverse members to your boards, a topic we can all benefit from. And in the closing keynote, I unpack the strengths and shadow side of donor centricity in community centricity in my Calling All Heroes presentation. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't take a moment to acknowledge our Transform 23 sponsors who made it possible for us to offer Transform 23 for free to well over a thousand nonprofit leaders and fundraisers around the world, and now to you through the recordings. Our top sponsor at the transformational level was The Giving Block. Our official texting sponsor was Tatango. Presenting sponsors are Juno Solutions, Donor Perfect, and Community Boost. Our premier sponsor, Bloomerang, who also generously sponsors this podcast. And our principal sponsors, Definitive, the Institute for Charitable Giving, Capital Campaign Toolkit, BombBomb, The Common Good, the Institute for Sustainable Philanthropy, Endowment Partners, Inc., and Beard and Bowler. Now, let me give you a glimpse behind the curtain. I suspect every single one of you has had a hand in hosting an event at some point in time. Possibly a gala, a golf outing, a fundraising event of some kind, or maybe a donor or volunteer appreciation event, maybe a groundbreaking or a ribbon-cutting event, heck, maybe a birthday party or even an anniversary celebration for someone you love. Point is, the painstaking detail you went through to make everything just perfect. The invitation list, the RSVP or registration process, the guest experience from start to finish and post-event, 
and inevitably, the unexpected happened. And not the how delightful of a surprise kind of unexpected, but the oh no kind of surprise unexpected thing happened. Well, Transform 23 was no exception. Let me highlight a couple of unexpected challenges that will hopefully make you laugh and help you not feel so alone. First, a week before our event, our MC fell through. That caused a spike in anxiety, as you can imagine. But as it turned out, our good friend and colleague Emily Hay of Hey There Social Media stepped in and did a remarkable job of emceeing the event. Now, your feedback in the chat and in the post-event survey confirmed. Emily was warm, engaging, and truly spectacular. Second, we had a venue crisis the night before the event. Fundraising Transformed is headquartered at TechTown in Detroit. TechTown is a co-working space under the umbrella of Wayne State University. So way back in September, we booked a private room at TechTown to host Transform 23. While it was a virtual event, we produced the event live from TechTown. I was there. My co-producer and partner, Trent Thompson, was there, as was Emily Hay, our MC and the amazing Diliante Jones, our incredible violinist. The afternoon prior to the event, we set up. We tested all the technology, including the cameras. We had a run-through with the Zoom events team. We set up our backdrop. We posted our do not enter live streaming signs on the doors or the entrances to that room. We taped off the floor for speakers. We unpacked water bottles and protein bar snack baskets and we checked off every single detail on the night zero checklist. I know some of you feel me on this. Like, yes, there is a night zero checklist. And then we learned that afternoon that there was a brutal winter storm heading our way, forecasting 8 to 10 inches of snow plus ice. Now, TechTown staff let us know that if Wayne State University closed, TechTown would close. Okay, time to start activating Plan B. But you know what? Wayne State rarely closes. We're going to be fine. Then about 8 o'clock that night, right before the event, we got a call from TechTown sharing that Wayne State announced they're closing, shifting to e-learning for the next day. My heart sunk. In fact, I was in an elevator, and it was a little choppy, and I said, would you repeat that? And indeed, I heard it right and my heart sunk. And then the person from TechTown said, but we're going to open for you. We love our members and especially our longtime members. So we will meet you there to unlock your room. And we were able to produce Transform 23 as planned in the middle of a snow and ice storm. Thank you, TechTown. Now, why do I share these stories with you? to encourage you, to normalize that things will go wrong. Like the poet Lawrence Ferlinghetti said, the world is a beautiful place if you don't mind a bomb or two now and then going off in your upturned face. <laughs> you can't control everything. You can only control how you respond to the unexpected, the breakdowns, the barriers, and the challenges. And in the end, you got this. Your experience your expertise, your intelligence, and your commitment 
to making things happen will prevail if you don't give up. If you've developed relationships, if you've built community, if you stay focused on your why, you will be unstoppable. Okay, now for those free resources. Check out the link in the show notes below to join our Fundraising Transformer community for free at the mentor membership level. Inside that community, you'll find many of the Transform 23 session recordings, slide decks, and links to free resources to help you transform your fundraising so you can transform the world. And if you weren't there for the very ending announcement at Transform 23, we did announce a date for Transform 24. Yes, we will be repeating this with even more innovative insights and research on January 24th of 2024. So how easy is that to remember? So mark your calendars for Transform 24, January 24th, 2024. And in fact, you can go and sign up to be notified when registration opens for Transform 24 as well. Just go inside the community or even connect on social media where you'll find links to sign up to be notified when registration opens. All right, my friends, I will see you inside the community or on the next episode of the Intentional Fundraiser Podcast. And now for a final word from our sponsor. Thank you to our friends at Bloomerang for supporting this episode. If you'd like to learn more about how Bloomerang can help your nonprofit acquire, retain, and engage donors, or learn how First Tea of Greater Akron doubled their unique donors, improved donor stewardship, and raised more funds in the first year with Bloomerang, head over to bloomerang.com forward slash intentional or click the link in the show notes. The Intentional Fundraiser Podcast is a Fundraising Transformed original. It's hosted by me, Tammy Zonker, founder and president of Fundraising Transformed, where we help equip and empower fundraisers, nonprofit leaders, and board members to transform their fundraising so they can transform the world. Visit fundraisingtransform.com slash podcast to subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to my newsletter to get fundraising lessons, tools, and helpful resources delivered straight to your inbox each month. If you want my help with taking your fundraising to the next level, become a member of my Fundraising Transformers community as a growth member and join me live each month where I'll teach you the same strategies I use to lead, train, and coach thousands of nonprofits, social service organizations, healthcare foundations, private schools, colleges, and universities to collectively raise more than a half billion dollars including a single gift of $27.1 As a member, you can participate in my Ask Me Anything sessions every month and get answers to your burning questions. Chat with other growth members inside our private and safe online community about what you're working on, struggling with, and share lessons learned. And get instant access to my growing library of on-demand self-paced training classes. New content is added every single month. Learn more about becoming a member at fundraisingtransform.com slash growth. Talk soon.